Blog Talk Radio. Sports with the Statman is on the air. Welcome to Sports with the Statman on blogtalkradio.com. I'm your host, George Dethopoulos, the Statman, on a Sunday night, the 6th of August, 2017. It is 11 p.m. in the East, and we are live on Blog Talk Radio, coming to you from our authentic invitation home studios in northern New Jersey. We're going to be with you for the next 45 minutes to so sit back and enjoy. So I take you through the world of sports. A good Sunday night out there, everybody. We're on a special Sunday night this weekend as uh, we are uh, coming at you right before week number 18, or I'm sorry, 19 of the fantasy baseball season. Coming uh, Week 18 coming to a close as the Mets are getting their brains beaten in all weekend long by the Dodgers juggernaut as they are uh, uh, starting to uh, evoke whispers of a uh, of a team that might end up setting a wins record in the regular season. That's how good they have been. And this is without Clayton Kershaw right now, as he is on the disabled list. That's how good they've been. They've been unbelievable. They've been untouchable. Forty, I believe, forty three and seven over their last fifty, and uh, they're going for the World Series or bust at this point. Uh, but we will uh, take you through the past uh, seven days. Our stats run Saturday to Friday, so we will take a look at uh, those days and then unveil our all-Statman team for the month of July. We are past the trading deadline. There's some non-waiver trades being made. Uh, Yonder Alonzo tonight uh, being dealt uh, from uh, from Oakland uh, as, uh, as that is uh, continuing, as that will continue. Um, when uh, as they as players pass through waivers, uh, they are uh, available and uh, potentially heading out. So that is the uh, uh, that is the idea, and that will continue to happen uh, throughout. Uh, Alonzo going to Seattle for Boog Powell uh, as uh, the uh, Mariners uh, deal him to Oakland. So it's an uh, an intra divisional trade. But Oakland's going nowhere, and Seattle is is going to try for it. And meanwhile, Oakland gets a uh, a mid-level prospect, I would say. Uh, so, of course, we have injuries, hot pickups coming up for Week 19. Uh, of course, in our league, we do a in our house league, the first to third league, we do a late-season supplemental draft around this time of year in Week 19, usually, which allows players to kind of uh, stock up for. Uh, potential playoff injuries. Of course, we don't allow free agents to be signed during the postseason. So if you have, uh, if you're a little thin at a position, we expand our bench by three players. So instead of a an eight-man bench, 22-man starting lineup, we have an 11-man bench, and uh, that hopefully keeps uh, uh, keeps injuries or the effect on injuries to a minimum. During the postseason, I don't know if you do that in your league, but we always uh, we've done that for, I think for over a decade, so it's it's uh, worked out pretty well. All right, without further ado, and of course, uh, didn't mention this, but uh, if we have time, we are going to get to uh, our fantasy football uh, preview, um, our our second installment with a look at running backs, just kind of a look at the overall uh, position. We'll try and throw out some uh, some rankings. Of course, uh, uh, we look to have our rankings up on the website before too long. That's StatmanSportsOnline.com. Okay, let's uh, get started. Week number 18 in fantasy baseball, and the top hitter 
for the last seven days, July 29th, Saturday, July 29th through Friday, August the 4th, even though we're on with you Sunday night, we're keeping it usual, our usual Saturday to Friday uh, stat collection because of uh, our, our show, of course, usually Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Uh, so the top hitter in all of fantasy baseball is a local player, Eduardo Nunez of the Boston Red Sox. Was 13 for 29 last week, a 448 batting average, a slugging percentage of 897. You don't expect a lot of power from Eduardo Nunez, but he had three home runs, 11 runs batted in. He had three stolen bases, four doubles as well. He only scored five runs. You expect him to score a little more. But he had 45 fantasy points. He was the best hitter in fantasy baseball. Alex Bregman of the Astros batted 385, 10 for 26, three homers, eight RBIs. Of course, with Carlos Correa out, Bregman uh, trying to help pick up the slack. An 846 looking percentage for him. He had 42 fantasy points. At number three, Paul Goldschmidt, four homers and 12 RBIs for him. He batted a cool 455, 10 for 22, uh, as he... Uh, had a slugging percentage of 1091. He had 41 fantasy points. He tied uh, Rugned Odor and Justin Upton, as well as Joey Gallo, with four home runs for the week. Goldschmidt's 12 RBIs was second to Upton's 14 for the week. And uh, Goldschmidt coming in at number three. The aforementioned Justin Upton at number four at those 39 fantasy points. Four homers, four, 14 RBIs. The undoing for him was one walk and 10 strikeouts. Uh, but he did have three doubles, so seven extra base hits for the week. Scored seven runs. He batted 345, 862 slugging percentage. And Mike Trout rounding out the top five. Uh, and he uh, only batted 545, 12 for 22, two homers, six runs batted in, six walks, only two strikeouts in those 22 at-bats. And uh, slugged 864, he had 36 fantasy points. So Nunez, Bregman, Goldschmidt, Upton, and Trout, your top fantasy hitters for the week. Nunez, the top local. As we shift our attention to pitchers, the top pitcher in fantasy baseball, an unlikely name at the top of the list, Kevin Gaussman of the Baltimore Orioles in two quality starts. He won one. He had a no decision on the other. Allowed one earned run in 15 and two-thirds innings. That's a point. Run average. Ten hits a 16 strikeouts, a whip of .89. He had 57 fantasy points. Justin Flander won his starts. Uh, he pitched 13 innings, allowed 11 hits, three uh, walks, and 16 strikeouts, allowed two earned runs for a 1.39 ERA, 1.08 whip, and he had 51 fantasy points. For the year, Verlander, in 23 starts, is only 7-7, seven and seven, a ton of no decisions. His ERA is at 4.20. He has had a real rough season. And uh, not only that, his walks have been high. He's allowed almost to hit an inning. And his whip is at 1.41. Uh, he's had a tough uh, tough go of it. So maybe he's coming out of his, uh, his season-long slumber as, uh, as he managed to strike out 10 on Friday night uh, as he... Uh, defeated the Baltimore Orioles on the road, uh, and no walks. He had no walks and 10 strikeouts. As I mentioned, his walks were a little high, 60 walks and 137 innings. So no walks, definitely very encouraging. Corey Kluber, the number three pitcher for the week at 49 fantasy points. He had a complete game victory, had a no decision in his other start. It was not a quality start either because he didn't last the seven innings, but an ERA of 2.94. 23 strikeouts in 15 in the third innings. No one had more strikeouts for the week than Corey Kluber's 23. He was three ahead of Carlos Rodon, who had 20 strikeouts. 
Uh, but Kluber had 49 fantasy points. James Paxton, the lefty from Seattle, two wins in two six-inning starts, 1-5-0 ERA, one walk and 15 strikeouts in those 12 innings. He had 48 fantasy points. And, and the aforementioned Carlos Rodon at number five, in two starts, he struck out 20, but he did not get a decision in either of his two quality starts. 14 in the third innings, 188 ERA, .98 whip, and he had 46 fantasy points. The top reliever came in sixth place overall, and that was Edwin Diaz of the Seattle Mariners. Four saves in four innings, allowed one run on two hits, no walks, six strikeouts, and he had 45 fantasy points. The top one-star pitcher for the week, you have to dig deep for this one. It's Irvin Santana of the Minnesota Twins. He had a complete game uh, in which he scattered four hits. He allowed two earned runs, a walk, and nine strikeouts. Irvin Santana's had a roller coaster type of season in you know a 12 and seven year, 3.28. So his full season numbers look great, 1.11 WHIP. Uh, but he has run the gamut. He uh, he allowed no runs in six innings at the end of, uh, near the end of June, and then next start five earned runs in five and a third uh, before the All Star break. He went the whole nine, gave up two runs on seven hits, and lost, a hard luck loss. After the uh, All-Star break, he uh, he beat Houston, which is quite an accomplishment within itself, two run runs in six innings, then gets pulled in the fourth, allowing five runs on seven hits. He did not get a quality start against uh, the Dodgers, but hung in there, four runs in six and two-thirds, and then goes the whole way in San Diego. So he is Jekyll and Hyde, but his full season numbers look great. His full season numbers early in the season were fantastic, so his numbers – Month to month haven't been very good, but a very encouraging complete game victory for him, 35 fantasy points, actually tied for the best one-start performance, and that tie is between him and Hugh Darvish, who uh, in his Dodgers debut mowed down 10 Mets, allowed no runs on three hits in seven innings, both of them with 35 fantasy points. The top local, well, that distinction belongs to... um, Let's let's see. It's it's not somebody in the top ten. I can tell you that we have to uh, we have to go down the list quite a bit to find the uh, top local pitcher among all of the local teams. It is Hector Neris of the Philadelphia Phillies. Two wins and a save. One earned run allowed in his four innings of work. He had 25 fantasy points. That was the best fantasy pitcher of either the Yankees, Mets, Red Sox, or Phillies. Uh, so not a pitching week for uh, for the locals. All right, we have uh, 10 minutes after the hour, and we will uh, jump over to our all-statman team for the month of July. Of course, July, uh, a very important month, a month in which a lot of uh, some players uh, change teams, and uh, uh, really it separates the, the men from the boys in terms of who's contending and who's pretending in that month, because coming into the month, everyone's a buyer, and as the month goes on, People kind of get real about a lot of a lot of things, and one of them is uh, whether they're contending or not. So let's see how the uh, players did in that cauldron uh, for the month of July. JT Real Muto is our catcher of the month, barely beating out Wilson Contreras in a pretty good race. Real Muto batted 365 for the month of July, five homers, 14 RBIs, five doubles as well. He slugged 600, hit 77 fantasy points. Wilson Contreras three less than him. And he uh, had uh, better power numbers across the board, but Real Muto gets uh, gets the the uh, the nod for the um, first team All Stat Man for July. First baseman Eric Hosmer 
13 points ahead of Julieski Guriel of Houston. But Hosmer batted 379 for the uh, month, six home runs, 21 RBIs, added three steals, four doubles. He scored 22 runs. Now, among first basemen, the 22 runs were five better than anyone else. His home runs were um, a couple behind the leaders, but his uh, RBIs were better than anyone with 21, and uh, uh, really was the best first baseman in all of baseball for the month of July. Second base, Jose Altuve, who else? But in second place, an interesting name, Whit Merrifield of the Kansas City Royals was 19 points behind Altuve, but Altuve's month was uh, unbelievable. 48 hits and 99 at-bats. That's a 485 batting average. Four homers, 21 runs batted in, eight steals and 10 attempts. He had 10 doubles, a triple for good measure, 22 runs scored. His on-base percentage was 523. His slugging percentage was 727, so his OPS was 1250 and he had 124 fantasy points. Uh, he is uh, at the top of his game, and Houston's the best, one of the best teams in baseball. You have, to, you have to put the Dodgers up there, obviously, too, but those are far and away the two best teams in baseball. Third base, Nolan Arenado with 103 points, edging out Jose Ramirez of Cleveland by two points, but Arenado, 389 batting average, eight homers, 30 runs batted in. His 30 RBIs among third baseman, nine better than Mike Moustakas, who was in second place with 21. Uh, with Arenado, he had six doubles, 18 runs, scored a solid month, 103 fantasy points. Uh, let's take a look at uh, at the shortstop position, as uh, uh, as we are, um, of course, uh, looking to complete the uh, the move around the diamond uh, with uh, Real Muto, the catcher, Hosmer, the first baseman, Altuve, the second baseman, and Nolan Arenado. Uh, the the man at uh, at third base, and uh, let's uh, let's take a quick look here as uh, as we have some of course technical difficulties which uh, we seem to have on a on a weekly basis. Um, but looking at um, at all players uh, for the for the month of July um, among shortstops, and of course uh, you know you, you look at the you look at the top players, the top shortstops, they are usually right there at the at the top of it but Carlos Correa of course being injured for a large portion of it uh the top shortstop is the guy who took over for Correa and that is Alex Alex Bregman who had 85 fantasy points shifting over uh to play most of the time at shortstop while uh, while Correa is out uh Bregman a 329 batting average three home runs seven RBIs uh, four steals and four attempts. He had 11 doubles for the uh, for the month. 24 runs scored, which was seven better than anyone else at the position. Uh, let's take a look at the outfielders. The top three outfielders: Bryce Harper, Andrew McCutcheon, Giancarlo Stanton. Those are your top three, and it was close at the top with uh, Whit Merrifield, who also qualifies in the outfield, one point behind Stanton, and Charlie Blackman, five points behind Stanton. Five players with 100 or more points. Uh, Bryce Harper, 378 average, but he slugged 778. He had nine homers, 22 runs batted in, and seven doubles. Andrew McCutcheon, after an unbelievable June, followed up with a solid July, 322 batting average, eight homers, 19 RBIs, three steals, six doubles. He had a 667 slugging percentage. Harper had 111 points. McCutcheon at 107. Giancarlo Stanton at 106. He had 12 home runs for the month. It was three better than any other outfielder. His 23 RBIs were... Uh, were among the elite in uh, in the league, as uh, as he was uh, just about as good as anybody else. Four uh, RBIs behind Marcelo Zuna, his teammate, who had the most. So 
between the two of them, 50 RBIs, a solid uh, month for Marlins outfielders. But Stanton uh, had uh, 25 runs scored. He slugged 731 on base of 407. That gives him an OPS of 1138, and he had 106 fantasy points. The top player that did not uh, uh, that did not get into the list, he is our DH, and that will be Whit Merrifield of the Royals. A 330 batting average, slugged 583. Really a solid, uh, unbelievable month for him. Five homers and 15 runs batted in, but it was his 12 doubles. That uh, uh, that really pushed him. He has 17 steals and 11 homers on the season, uh, batting 291. Really a, a breakout candidate uh, for sure. But his 12 doubles tied with Justin Upton for the most uh, among hitters in uh, fantasy baseball in the month of July. But Altuve was the hitter of the month with his 124 points, 13 ahead of Bryce Harper. So there are the hitters. Now let's take a look at the top pitchers for the month of July. And uh, James Paxton was the top starter. Six quality starts, six wins. That's how it's done in six starts. 39 in the third innings, a 1370 RA, a .79 whip. His strikeouts to walks, very impressive. It's uh, over 7 and seven to 1. 46 strikeouts against only six walks in six starts. He had 160 fantasy points in a month. Chris Sale has been tremendous all year. Odds on favorite for the American League uh, Cy Young. He had four quality starts and five starts overall. Went three and one for the month, a 1.04 ERA and a .78 whip. He had 56 strikeouts and 34 and two-thirds innings. People are starting to think he may hit 300 strikeouts so far for the year. He's at 216, and uh, he is uh, he is definitely on pace to get to 300. Uh, the question is, will he have that opportunity? And the Red Sox, of course, right in the thick of it. Uh, Sale had 141 points for the month. Aaron Nola of the Phillies, 3-1 and one in five starts, all of them quality, a 1-3-2 ERA, a .94 whip, and 34 innings, 43 strikeouts. He had 124 fantasy points. Rich Hill of the Dodgers, the former Red Sox, 4-0 and oh for the month. Three of his five starts were quality, two were not. He still had a win in one of those starts. 31 innings, 1.45 ERA. He had 40 strikeouts against only five walks. He had 121 fantasy points and a whip of .77. You remember, he is uh, uh, he is eight and four on the season, so he was four and four heading into the month. Michael Waka, the number five starter, to close out the rotation, four and one, including a complete game, a 1.93 ERA and 32 and two thirds innings, a .83 whip, and 117 fantasy points for him. Zach Grinke, only three points behind, and Clayton Kershaw in four starts was eight points behind Michael Waka for that fifth and final starting spot. Uh, among relievers, let's take a look at uh, at relievers. As Kenley Jansen was the top reliever, he had nine saves and ten attempts, had a win, 16 strikeouts and 12 in the third innings, a 2.92 ERA, which is a bit high, uh, but 102 points was better than any other reliever. Edwin Diaz, who has been fantastic this past week, closing the month strong, he had eight of nine saves. He did have a loss, but a 1.98 ERA, a .95 whip, and 21 strikeouts and 13 and two-thirds. He had 98 fantasy points. Felipe Rivera, six uh, saves and six attempts, 11 to two-thirds innings, didn't allow a single earned run, 16 strikeouts, a solid month for Rivero, 95 fantasy points. And uh, for the year, Rivero has a .970 ERA in 55 and two-thirds innings. Brad Hand, who has been so good that Brandon Maurer got traded, and Hand is now the closer. Four saves and five attempts, has a win, didn't allow an earned run in 11 to third innings, strikeouts, he had 94 fantasy points. And uh, uh, that closes it on the all 
that man team for the uh, month of July. So congratulations to all of them. Let's uh, let's take a look now. We have injuries and hot pickups coming up for week number 19 in fantasy baseball. And uh, let's start with the catcher. Salvador Perez put on the DL with an oblique injury, and those are uh, are tough. He was just put on the DL today, right intercostal strain. That is the official diagnosis. Having a good power season, 21 homers, 65 RBIs, good all-around year. Uh, Salvador Perez uh, does it each and every year, 278 batting average for him. Uh, but uh, uh, he, th- there's no timetable for his return as he was just put on the DL today. Evan Gaddis for the Astros, a concussion. He's on the seven-day DL. He's been on the seven-day DL well, just a couple of days ago. He's put on yesterday. Um, and uh, he was hit in the head by a bat during Thursday's game, so no idea how long they will be without Gaddis. Um, as he, uh, you know, he plays some left field, he DHs, but he also still plays behind the plate, and uh, uh, more behind the plate this year than than uh, uh, than in the last couple of years. Uh, but getting hurt there behind the plate, he is going to be out for a little bit. Um, Stephen Vogt still on the DL with uh, with a knee inju- injury. Among first baseman, Brandon Belt, also on the DL with a concussion. Um, he, uh, he ended up uh, uh, getting hurt uh, over, the past, uh, uh, over the past couple of days, and this is just after he tied his career high with 18 home runs, uh, even though he's having a low average season, a high strikeout year, but still hitting for power in the Giants lineup as the Giants had a terrible season. And who took over? Sandoval active uh, 25-man roster as he comes back to San Francisco. But Belt on the DL with that concussion. Ian Desmond on the DL with a calf injury. Adrian Gonzalez with a back injury. They are supposed to be back in mid to late August. Uh, an oblique uh, issue for Justin Bohr as uh, he will be out until September. And uh, same with, uh, well, Greg Bird has an ankle issue. Not sure if he will come back at all this year. At second base, Devin Travis, we've talked about him. He may be out the rest of the year with his knee injury. Chris Owings put on the DL with a finger injury. Uh, it looks like he may be out uh, because, of, uh, because of surgery. He may be out for, uh, uh, for the rest of the regular season. He uh, batted 268, 12 home runs, 51 RBIs. Uh, Dustin Pedroia put on the DL again. He's been productive when he's been in the lineup, but he's been out of the lineup uh, a couple of times. 306 batting average for the year. Uh, more walks than strikeouts, but he's supposed to resume baseball activities uh, over the weekend. Starlin Castro with a hamstring injury. He's on the DL, and uh, he is able to run, so he is close to coming back, uh, having a solid season, but he's been out for quite a while. In fact, he has been out since... Uh, uh, before the uh, uh, or a couple of weeks before the All Star break, then he came back after the All Star break. He's been out since July the 21st, um, as he came back a few games after the uh, after the break, and then went back on the DL. Uh, among third basemen, uh, the uh, re- really uh, no one of major fantasy relevance. I would say Martin Prado with a knee injury is out until September. T.J. Rivera with his elbow injury may be back shortly. Um, Matt Duffy for Tampa. Uh, still uh, working back from a heel injury, has not played uh, in the major leagues this year. In that Matt Moore trade with San Francisco, looks like neither team really happy with the outcome there. Uh, shortstop Addison Russell with a foot injury. Uh, he's out for the Cubs, should miss just the minimum amount of days. He's eligible to come off on August the 13th. 
Uh, also, Troy Tulowitzki, an ankle injury, and it looks like he's going to be potentially out for the year, um, but he is in a cast and uh, uh, not a good situation. We know that he's a slow healer. He's not had a good year. 249, seven home runs, and 241 at-bats, 26 RBIs. Uh, unfortunate, but Tulowitzki really has uh, has had plenty of injury issues in his career. Uh, Trey Turner. Wrist injury for him. Uh, we've talked about him uh, the last couple of weeks, but he is rehabbing now in Florida as uh, uh, doing some light throwing and may soon start swinging a bat, which is very important for the wrist injury. And Carlos Correa uh, looking like early September uh, for him, but next week is when he will start swinging a bat. Uh, six, to eight, six to eight weeks was the, uh, was the expectation. Uh, among outfielders, uh, let's take a look. Uh, Matt Holliday with a back injury. He is uh, back on the DL uh, as uh, he uh, has uh, he played on Friday night. Uh, not sure whether he will miss the uh, just the minimum or or longer than that amount of time. Aaron Altair with a hamstring injury aggravated the injury. Came back the other day. Came back on uh, uh, I believe a week ago. Aggravated the injury and so he is back on the DL. Uh, with the Phillies going nowhere, and Altair, one of their one of their uh, young, um, uh, potentially solid players in the field, he's 26. They may want to give him some extra time to uh, to heal there. So, not sure if he will be back when he's eligible to come off the DL on August the 15th. Um, let's uh, let's take a look. Mark Trumbo put on the DL with a rib injury. Uh, he is uh, resuming batting practice, so that is uh, good news. But uh, of course, uh, no uh, timetable yet. He's been out since the uh, since the 31st. Uh, we talked about Ian Desmond, Lonnie Chisenhall, calf injury for him, and uh, not ready for his rehab assignment, so he will be out a little while longer than expected. Yasmani Tomas with a groin injury. He is starting to run the bases. That is uh, good, but he may need a rehab assignment. Dexter Fowler, a wrist injury for him. Uh, got some uh, some work in on Saturday. Uh, things went pretty well, um, and it uh, uh, looks like he should be coming back uh, in the next couple of days. Quad injury for George Springer, as uh, he will look to be activated on Tuesday for their game against Chicago. Uh, so that is that is the hope for the uh, for the Astros. Cameron may have been back on the DL with a knee injury, starting rehab assignment over the weekend in AAA, so he may be coming back very shortly as well from his uh, from his knee issue. David Dahl put on the DL, then activated, then moved down to the minors. Now he's back on the DL with back spasms. It was ribs that uh, cost him so much of the season. Uh, so unfortunate as uh, he is uh, he is in the minors in AAA uh, and, and then uh, uh, was put on the minor league DL. Scott Shebler with a shoulder injury. As he is, uh, he is hurt, but he should be coming back in the next couple of weeks. He does not need surgery. It, um, it was a bruised rotator cuff, uh, so um, that uh, it, uh, apparently he's supposed to miss a few weeks. That is the uh, that is the call. Um, so of course the Reds aren't going anywhere. So that is uh, uh, much more of a fantasy relevant injury than anything else. Uh, among starting pitching. Uh, Lance McCullers out with a back injury, Robbie Ray out with a concussion, and Daniel Norris with a groin injury, uh, Robert Gesellman with a hamstring injury. They are all headed are supposed to come back by the end of August. Gesellman started in a rehab uh, stint, two and two-thirds innings in Binghamton, and he got batted around pretty good. Six uh, runs, three earned, seven hits, 
and uh, three walks, one strikeout through 69 pitches. Uh, he has really struggled at the major league level and now coming back from his hamstring injury um, and not off to a good start. Felix Hernandez back on the DL with a bicep injury, going back to Seattle uh, for evaluation as they are, uh, uh, they are in Kansas City this weekend. Um, he will undergo an MRI tomorrow, uh, right biceps tendonitis for uh, Felix Hernandez as uh, he has had back-to-back uh, starts where he hasn't even lasted past the sixth inning. Kyle Freeland with a groin injury for Colorado. He did throw pain-free, 75 to 80 feet, so uh, he strained his groin, placed on the DL, but um, uh, long tossing and uh, looking okay. So that is a good sign for Kyle Freeland and the and the Rockies. Um, let's uh, take a look. Zach Wheeler still out with a. Um, uh, I guess they're calling it a tired arm, stress reaction in his arm. Uh, he there really no update on his uh, on his condition, on his situation. Brandon McCarthy out with a finger injury, uh, may come back through off the mound on Sunday. Not sure whether he will need a rehab assignment or will come right back to the Dodgers. They have plenty of uh, time to just kind of get him right because the Dodgers are thinking about October. Scott Feldman returning soon from uh, from his knee injury. And uh, Jake Odorizzi for Tampa on the DL with a back issue. He will be coming back on Wednesday to face Boston. Steven Strasburg on the DL with a minor elbow injury, throwing, um, throwing on Sunday. Uh, no timetable for his return. They can afford to take their time. They have a huge lead in the division. Chase Anderson for Milwaukee, oblique for him. The latest is a rehab assignment that will start off on Tuesday for Chase Anderson as he will go and play with the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers in uh, low A ball. I believe that's the Midwest League. Noah Syndergaard uh, about to start uh, throwing. That is the plan, at least uh, that was the plan, but he has not started his mound work yet. Uh, he's been uh, long tossing uh, about 150 feet, no issues, but he hasn't thrown from a mound yet. Obviously needs to do that, then needs to get on uh, a rehab assignment. By the way, the live feed about to cut out. We're going through our injuries. We still have hot pickups, uh, pitching notes, hitting notes, and more here on a Sunday night. Thanks so much for joining us live. Our next show will be next Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern time, a regular date and time. We will take through week 19 and head off to week 20 for some, the final week of the fantasy baseball regular season. And we'll also continue our fantasy football preview as we work our way through August and head uh, towards our fantasy football drafts. I know a lot of you are already getting into uh, your preparation. The, uh, the hall of fame game was this past week. So the preseason has officially begun and, uh, of course, it is uh, getting to be that time where you start to think about uh, the, uh, the upcoming fall and the upcoming football season uh, not far away. Uh, but still looking at uh, baseball injuries here, Michael Fulmer on the DL with an elbow issue, uh, not, not thought to be major, right elbow neuritis, so a nerve issue apparently. Uh, he gave up uh, six earned runs and six innings at uh, Yankee Stadium in a loss on July 31st. Uh, but he will uh, uh, apparently no ligament damage. It's just uh, some nerves. So probably won't be a major stay on the DL, apparently. Josh Toblin, hamstring injury. He should be back in September. Tyson Ross on the DL with a finger injury. He may be coming back shortly. 
He will make a rehab start as they want to make sure he's right. He has really struggled since his comeback from thoracic outlet syndrome. Johnny Cueto, forearm injury for him. He is out um, for the Giants. Mild flexor strain. Uh, so he had a setback in his rehab start. And um, that is not a good sign. Uh, but they're hoping that he will come back uh, in, uh, in a little while. No actual timetable for his return. Uh, so that is pretty much it for starting pitchers. Any final uh, notes from relievers um, who are uh, who are out? Mark Melanson with an elbow injury. The Giants have been hit hard by the injury bug, but he is uh, making his rehab appearances. So uh, looking okay. He's made three appearances for San Jose, uh, and uh, that is an A ball in the California League, and uh, he is continuing on his rehab assignment. Uh, Kyle Barraclough with a shoulder and uh, uh, Jairus Familia, of course, he is uh, uh, still on the mend with his shoulder injury. Mid-August was the most optimistic projection, uh, and it looks like that may actually happen. He hasn't pitched in uh, in three months. He had a blood clot near his pitching shoulder. He had the procedure, and uh, uh, he has uh, thrown a bullpen and uh, looking to uh, come back or go to a rehab assignment starting in the next week. That is very encouraging for Familia and for the Mets. Uh, Coda Glover on the DL with a back injury. Andrew Miller for Cleveland. Knee injury for him. He has tendonitis. And uh, so nothing more serious than that. So no timetable for his return, but that is uh, that is a good thing. Uh, that is only tendonitis. All right, that is a look at the injuries heading into Week 19. From a, uh, from a hot pickup perspective, uh, the, the top, uh, the leaders basically are all pitchers, and let me give you a couple of good ones uh, for uh, uh, for shallow leagues. Kevin Gaussman was the top fantasy pitcher in all of baseball the past uh, the past week. His ownership will jump from 59 percent to 78 percent. So get him while he's hot. Medium sized leagues. J.C. Ramirez of the Angels uh, goes up. 20% from 33 to 53%. He's available in medium-sized leagues. 10 and 9, 4.03 ERA. But his last time out uh, against Philadelphia at home, no runs on six hits in eight innings. He has had three straight uh, quality starts, three earned runs total in 20 and two-thirds innings. That is an ERA of about 1.4. And his ERA has dropped during that time from 4.54 to 4.03, so a full half run uh, down. As he went two and one in that uh, uh, in that span, so J.C. Ramirez a medium league pickup. Uh, also, uh, other other options um, potentially. Parker Bridwell also in that same uh, rotation uh, for the uh, for the Angels, as they have uh, uh, they have managed to kind of stay afloat for the most part, um, but still they are. Uh, they're hurting, and, and um, uh, the, they have uh, uh, they have Parker Bridwell potentially uh, available uh, for you as uh, as he is available in medium sized leagues, about the same ownership as Ramirez. Uh, in deeper leagues, Shane Green of the Tigers uh, he is now getting uh, uh, work out of the bullpen, and he uh, picked up a save. Now that uh, Justin Wilson has gone to the Cubs. Shane Green is getting some save opportunities. Uh, also in deep leagues, Arotis Vizcaino for Atlanta. Uh, as um, uh, Vizcaino has gotten in uh, a couple of saves here and there, um, Jim Johnson is no longer the closer for the Braves, so uh, 
uh, I will actually no, that is uh, that is not true. Uh, but uh, with the Braves not really going anywhere, Johnson, the veteran, Vizcaino, a little younger, that is possible. So I take that back. Johnson is still getting saves in in Atlanta, but Vizcaino is picking up the odd save here and there. Uh, so something to keep your eye on. Also, Matthew Boyd of Detroit. Um, he is available in deep leagues. I don't know if you want him, but he did come off three straight uh, quality starts before having a bad one in Baltimore. Didn't get out of the fifth, three runs, five hits. Uh, he has bad numbers for the year, 5-3-5 uh, five, five ERA, 5-5 five five record, and 15 uh, starts. Uh, but he's a lefty. He's going to get some more opportunities. Uh, also, Brad Ziegler getting saves for Miami as A.J. Ramos was traded to the Mets. Uh, so uh, he is available in medium-sized leagues. And, uh, of course, Tre- Trevor Rosenthal getting saves now as well in St. Louis as Sung Juan Oh is now in the middle relief as, as he's trying to figure out uh, the issues that he has. Rosenthal has uh, played better of late and available for for one more week in medium leagues. Next week he'll be owned at 70% of CBSSports.com league, so he will be a shallow league pickup. Um, and... Uh, uh, let's uh, let's give you other let's give you some hitters uh, for for your uh, hot pickups in uh, shallow leagues. Ahmed Rosario of the Mets, as uh, he's four for his first 19, uh, starting off a little slowly as the Mets are not playing well, uh, but he he's available in shallow leagues. As is Marcus Semyon of the A's, uh, as he has uh, played uh, played okay. He has not uh, stolen many bases, but he has hit in uh, five of his last six games. Uh, His batting average, though, is is still way down, but uh, may be able to help you, uh, especially in the speed category. He does have a few steals this year. Uh, Joey Gallo starting to hit the ball over the wall again. His batting average up over 200, now to 206, with 29 home runs and 55 RBIs and 306 at-bats. He did hit his 30th home run today against Minnesota. Uh, but uh, so that gives him 30 on the season available in shallow leagues, medium-sized leagues for Tim Beckham. Uh, now traded over to uh, from Tampa to Baltimore. He's batting 282, having a good year. Hit uh, hit a home run his uh, 15th of the season. He has now had three straight games with a uh, with a big fly. Uh, he went deep each game of that series against the Tigers. Uh, so. Uh, that is uh, that is very very good for his uh, for his start to his Orioles career and available in medium sized leagues. Uh, also, Derek Fisher, Houston, he's available even though with George Springer coming back. Uh, not sure what his starting situation will be, but it's looking like he will stay on the major league roster. That's a good thing. Manuel Margot in uh, medium sized leagues and in deep leagues. Let's give you a couple. Christian Vasquez of the Red Sox, batting 280 with a couple of home runs and 218 at-bats, but he's getting some playing time now. He had a good game against Cleveland. He uh, had, had uh, Homer three RBIs, three for five night. Uh, that gives you a little glimpse into what he can do. He's 26 years old and available in deep leagues. Prospects available for you. Ozzie Albies of Atlanta in medium-sized leagues. Dominic Smith, also medium-sized leagues, first baseman for the Mets. Wilmer Defoe in deep leagues for Washington. He's up with the major league club. And uh, Raphael Devers, for Boston, a uh, shallow league ad, as he's already uh, picked up in uh, just about four out of every five fantasy leagues. So that is a, a look at hot pickups uh, around uh, baseball. 
Now to our two-star pitchers. We're going to give you a couple of guys we think you should sit. And I know we talked about Irvin Santana and how he pitched so well in his last start, but he's so Jekyll and Hyde. Going up against Milwaukee and Brent Suter, who's been very good on Monday, and then in Detroit to face Jordan Zimmerman on Saturday. I don't know. If you have better options, I don't know if you want to start Santana twice. He is starting in 84% of CBSSports.com leagues, however. Uh, Ian Kennedy of the Royals, I would sit him 1-1, one one, 6.43 ERA in his last uh, three starts. He goes up against Carlos Martinez of the Cardinals on Monday and Mike Pelfrey of the White Sox in Chicago on Saturday night. Uh, I, I wouldn't go with Kennedy uh, if I had uh, – I, I would definitely go with uh, Santana over Kennedy, but I would uh, – I wouldn't really go with either one of them over these guys. How about J.C. Ramirez? Uh, as we mentioned, he's been great lately. He has walked a bunch of guys, but a 1-3-1 ERA in his last three times out, totaling 20 and two-thirds innings. Goes up against Dylan Bundy of the Orioles on Monday, and then in Seattle to face Erasmo Ramirez on Saturday. So Ramirez against Ramirez on Saturday night. Maybe it'll be a pitcher's duel. And finally, uh, going down a little deeper to see uh, uh, who who you would start here, um, I would actually uh, go with uh, uh, let me let me see here. Well, you have uh, uh, Chad Cool of the Pittsburgh uh, Pirates goes up against Matt Boyd of Detroit on Tuesday. J. A. Happ of Toronto on Sunday. Cool has been good, but he can also be bad, and you worry about that just a little bit. Uh, he has imploded in. Uh, I remember one one start. He uh, definitely did so. Uh, you want to be a little careful. He's a right-hander, really doesn't miss a lot of bats. As, uh, for the year, he's at 4.53 ERA in 22 starts. He's only 4-7. and seven. Um, But uh, still, he does have two starts this uh, this weekend, and uh, uh, he does go up against some uh, beatable competition. Uh, so those are your two-start pitchers uh, for, uh, for Week 19. Let's take a look at some hitting notes, guys. Our teams that have really good uh, hitting weeks, uh, hitting schedules coming up. How about the Minnesota Twins? Uh, they have uh, two at home and two on the road against Milwaukee, and then they go to Detroit for three, and they miss uh, they miss the big guys. So uh, Minnesota uh, could have a, a solid uh, weekend. Uh, also, uh, the Astros they only play six, but three of them are in uh, uh, in Chicago to face the White Sox, and three are in Texas. So there's some good hitting possibilities there. Uh, Washington has four at home against Miami and then three at home against the Giants. That should be uh, easy pickings for them. Uh, Milwaukee also having a, a good week with uh, with those four games against the Twins that we talked about. The Twins have a good hitting schedule too, but the Brewers have three at home against the Reds to finish off the week. And uh, the Pirates have two at home against the Tigers, two on the road against the Tigers, and then three on the road in Toronto. Uh, to finish it up. Uh, tough schedules. Let's take a look at some tough schedules. The Red Sox only played five games all week, two on the road in Tampa, and then three at Yankee Stadium. Tampa has six games. They have a tough schedule, too. Two against Boston, then four at home against Cleveland. All those games are at home, um, but they're going to face Kluber. They're, they're, uh, uh, they're, they, they have a tough uh, tough week ahead of them uh, to, the, to the Rays. I think they also face Sale on Tuesday night, so that's going to be uh, very difficult for them. Also, the Angels have seven games, but they have three at home against the Orioles, four on the road against Seattle and Paxton on that Thursday night, I believe. So that is going to be difficult for them. Oakland plays Seattle at home for two and then four against Baltimore, uh, all at home. But still, Oakland uh, 
having some issues, uh, and uh, those issues could continue. For Arizona, they have three at home against the Dodgers, three at home against the Cubs. Uh, so that's what we're looking at in terms of uh, uh, pitching and pitching notes and hitting notes for upcoming week number uh, 19 in fantasy baseball. We don't have time tonight to get to our fantasy football preview with running backs. We are going to uh, lead off with that next week so that you can get your running back rankings and uh, we will see how far we get, see if we can get all the way to wide receivers. Join us next Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. You can listen to the full podcast in a number of different places on iTunes, on Stitcher, the Smart Radio app. Go to Stitcher.com to find out more about that. Also, you can uh, go to Facebook, facebook.com slash sportswiththestatman. Like us on Facebook. You can listen to our latest audios, uh, audio clips and say hi as well. If you have a fantasy question or pro opinion you want to get off your chest, you can always tweet me at gstatman. That's at G-S-T-A-T-M-A-N. And the website is statmansportsonline.com. That's going to do it here from northern New Jersey. I'm George Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next Saturday from New Jersey. Have a great week, everybody.